Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Gary Markham, the founder and CEO of Biller, a legal billing software platform. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, Ari. Thanks for inviting me onto your program. It's a privilege. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Biller. I got thrown into the whirlwind of litigation management and e-billing back when the Lloyd's LMX spiral happened in London, when all of the names who were underwriting the market basically lost their shirts and it created what was then the world's largest runoff insurance company. That is $41 billion worth of assets and $41 billion worth of liabilities. And with that came, of course, a lot of legal and litigation management work. So that's how I dipped my toe into the space. And then since then, the technology's moved along. And so fast forward to more recently, we've been building out enterprise legal management platforms for quite a number of years. And that's the genesis of Biller. In its enterprise form, it's there to provide a means by which legal and non-legal suppliers and vendors can actually create electronic billing data and then submit that into whatever application they need to. And then since then, of course, we've taken it off the shelf and created its own tool in terms of a standalone product. How do legal and non-legal organizations distinguish in the ways that they use Biller? The process is very similar. I don't want to get too technical, but in terms of the billing codes that are used, I think you're an ex-practicing attorney, so you'll remember things like UTBMS and leads and stuff like that. So those are all the requirements that we have adopted for the non-legal as well. So it's just probably different codes are used for non-legal than legal, but the actual methodology and the workflow is pretty much identical. How does Biller differ from other time entry tools that are on the market? We're constantly evolving this product, right? So it's not like it's a standalone and it's ever going to just sit there and be as functional as it is today. But some of the differentiators, I would say, are we've collected quite a number of data over the years. So what we've done with that is based on our machine learning is we've managed to finally achieve some artificial intelligence inside Biller. And what that does, it can auto-code some of the bills and auto-presuppose some of the entries. Not a fully digital lawyer recording time, but that's in fact the direction we're moving in. Some of the other features are speech to text. So using natural language processing to enable your voice to literally record time. You can use Siri, you can use Alexa, Google, you can be in your car driving down the road using your Bluetooth, and you can literally record time and you can create invoices on the fly. How can the technology identify the client matter or the billing code using artificial intelligence? Well, the matter is normally predetermined in a drop-down so that we can make those available. So the system knows who you are when you're logged in. So it knows the number of matters that you're working on. So it gives you a choice. You can pick those matters very, very easily. And then in terms of the presupposition, if I were to have gathered, say, your time recordings for, say, five years of your billing history, you'd be surprised how little variance there is in that. We learn from the machine that there's patterns that can be picked up on. And over time, the machine just gets smarter and smarter and smarter to be able to presuppose by looking at the patterns of history as to what might be coming in the future. What is the biggest challenge with legal timekeeping? 
If you asked me that, say, four or five years ago, I would say that it was to do with accounts receivable in terms of the dollars accruing in that end of the workflow. I had lawyers leaving too much money on the table and allowing their clients to shave money off those bills by programs like enterprise legal management platforms and bill review and all the rest of it. But if you ask me that now, I would say that, in fact, it's the poor discipline inside the legal practice in terms of time recording. That initial moment of the initial time record that's created, doing that in a timely fashion, in an accurate fashion, and then submitting the invoice in a clean form, meaning that anything that's required from the client to submit the bill in a format or, in fact, have that bill pre-checked against certain guidelines or billing guidelines or certain terms and conditions like an SLA, like a service level agreement. We have all that baked into the application. So the problem is time. I think it's lawyers leave it too late in the billing cycle. Towards the end of the month, everything gets jammed. Oh, where's my records? I've got to remember what I did two Wednesdays ago. I'm going to pull that out of my diary. and I'm going to send it to my secretary. And then, of course, the finance and billing department get no time at all to really produce a quality bill. So this whole bottlenecking effect, I think, is the real driver here. We're aiming to ease all those bottlenecks and create a more of a smooth workflow throughout the billing cycle per month or per quarter. Why has timekeeping become such an important issue for law firms? In good times when the economy is fine and everybody's pulling in their numbers, then I think uh, looking internally about how efficient you are as an operating unit doesn't necessarily get the most attention. But I think clearly, given what's happening right now in the economy, looking at those operating models is something that people are going to start to have more focus on. The biggest issue, I think, is loss of revenue and the amount of time that it's taken the attorneys, the timekeepers, the billing staff, the finance staff to actually undertake the function of recording time and submitting invoices and getting paid is something that's a very important issue for them. But the fact that they may be spending too much time doing that obviously is taking away that available time to be doing what they should be doing, and that is billing time to their clients for actual work that they're doing. So spending more time away from that and more time at the actual time recording and billing function is, of course, having an impact on receivables, as is the poor quality of the invoice that's being submitted. At the end of the day, it's revenue loss. It's revenue loss and revenue gain. So those are important issues for law firms. How does Biller align with all the other technology tools that law firms typically use? For bigger firms, obviously, we're not expecting them to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And if they've got existing IT infrastructures like case management or practice management systems, we'll use secure connectivities between Biller app and their existing infrastructure to make sure that they can utilize the pieces and components of Biller that are most effective for them. But then that feeds into their existing IT infrastructure, like accounts payable, for example. If they're firing out invoices from an accounts payable system, we don't expect them to have to buy a new one if they're going to use Biller. We would be able to just tie that straight into their existing system. Where do you see timekeeping headed? Well, that's a kind of philosophical question. I mean, some people say the death of the hourly rate, and then some people say it's all about fixed fees. And more recently, in the last two or three years, I've heard the death of fixed fees. We approach things very empirically from a data and an analytics perspective. And in fact, most fixed fee and flat fee structures that I've seen aren't based on either of those things. They're just based on somebody licking their finger and putting it up in the wind and figuring out which direction the wind is going and then putting a number against it. Whereas the discipline should be around what analytics have I got to show and actually support what would be a structure. So I don't think hourly rates are going to go away anytime soon, but I do see things like budgeting and things like the means to track what my burn rate is internally, internal efficiencies. I think that's something also you may have seen recently, California-based Atrium 
the firm who tried to launch a flat fee-based service. They have now pulled the plug on that. The law firm remains, but that whole service of stack them high, sell them cheap at a unit-based didn't work out economically for them. I think greater attention to detail on the time record, having more capability of making sure the client receives an invoice as it expected it to in both a timely and a detailed fashion, and then also being able to track internally against what your budget was and where you guys sit as a firm. If I was the managing partner of a large law firm, I would want to be able to look down and see whether I'm able to track and have visibility or optics on what my attorneys are doing. I don't want to wait until December 15th to find out the practice is underbilled by 12 or 15% because I can't make those numbers up. I'd rather do that in a timely fashion throughout the course of the billing year or the financial year and ensure that we're keeping on track with that. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Gary Markham, the founder and CEO of Biller, a legal billing software platform. Gary, thanks so much. Thank you for inviting me, Ari. Thanks for the insightful questions, too. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.